Hey moms, welcome, welcome. This is Rita and you're listening to the Moms Who Lunch podcast. It's a modern guide for housewives with littles who really want all the stuff they need to know in one place. <laughs> Let me be your guide and let's do this mom thing. There's really something that's going on internally when you start talking about clutter and it really makes people kind of upset when you mention that they have too much junk sitting around. (laughs) Why is that? Let's talk. Growing up from my grandma to my aunts to my own mother, I heard all the time that you are supposed to keep things in their proper place. Everything has a place and everything should be in its place. I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but I heard that so much that it's really ingrained in the way that I've set up my own home, which for most people, that makes a lot of sense, putting something where it belongs. But you have to actually give it a place, a home within your home. For instance, when you walk in the front door and you have your keys and you place them in the same spot every single time, then you're not running from room to room looking for your keys. You're not searching through pockets in laundry and wondering, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late now because I don't know where my keys are. They have a home. They're always in that place. Everyone in the household is aware of where it should be. And it just makes life so much easier when you're not wasting time looking for things that you absolutely need in order to get out the house and on with your life. If you take this seriously, you can literally have a location that you can trace around each item and it's supposed to be there. You could draw a map of your room. Your kids will know exactly where their PJs are. They'll know exactly where their socks are. When you're downstairs and you say, you need another pair of socks and they just run upstairs automatically to the place where the socks are located all the time and they grab their socks and they come right down and it takes seconds for this to happen and setting my home up this way has made motherhood and life in general for me and my husband so much smoother when you think about clutter clutter has so many different connotations for parents when you find out that you're about to have a baby all of a sudden people throw you parties and they bring you more stuff than you can ever imagine Imagine. It's like Christmas and birthdays. It is insane the stuff that you get for babies and the stuff that you're told that you need for babies. There's the diapers and the wipes and don't forget the warming tables and the and the this and the bottles and the pumps and all of this stuff and the toys and the clothes. It's remarkable any child survives without the truck load of stuff that shows up when they are announced. It's beautiful that everyone wants to contribute to this child's life in that way, but it's also very overwhelming for the parents. So my one piece of advice, if I was to give it, would be to graciously accept these beautiful gifts, but then to start looking at how it functions in your own home. If you have a nursery, then, you know, figuring out what you really need in that nursery. Do you need a lamp? You need a side table? You definitely need a place for baby to get changed because that takes up your entire existence. 
for at least three years of your life. So there's different areas in your home that absolutely have to have certain things in their proper place. They're always maintained there, always replenished there, and your life will be so much simpler. I remember when my husband and I moved into our first place together and it was super tiny. (laughs) It was so small, but we loved it. It was cozy. It was our little love nest. And he had a lot to say about decor. And I would just be like, what are you talking about? I don't really resonate with that style or I don't really like what you're picking out and things like that. And I've learned over the course of the last almost 13 years with him that there is something that's really amazing about two people or however many people living in a space and feeling like it's a reflection of what they value, what they enjoy, and the aesthetics that they really want to surround themselves with. So instead of resisting so much with my husband, my then boyfriend, my now husband, I really just started to really listen and have him give me uh, visuals of what he really was attracted to as far as his living environment. What type of artwork does he like on the wall? What type of look does he like to the bedroom? And as I started to get, he would send me emails and now he sends me text messages constantly of, you know, homes that he likes, different styles of things that he likes. I'm able to get a clearer image of the home that we are creating together. And eventually my son will have some input about his bedroom and what he likes to see in it. Uh, My daughter, of course, will have some insight about what she would like to be surrounded by in her home and find out how can my family live in this space and really enjoy our home and make it functional and beautiful and warm for everybody, the people who come and visit, but mostly for the family who has to live there. The the whole conflict really becomes what to keep and what to get rid of. And when do our items that we surround ourselves with actually become clutter? And what do we do about that? So the main focus of my family in the past two years since we moved to a new city has been to simplify, to only keep things around us that brings us joy. But in general, keeping things around you that are useful, are beautiful, and that serve a purpose within that space. Those are my three criteria for what I bring into my home and what we keep in our home. And nobody's perfect. You're going to have clutter to some degree. There's going to be mail that is stacking up on your front table. There's going to be a ton of school and artwork and stuff that comes home with your child. There's going to be a surplus of toys, especially January and February. You're probably in a mountain of toys from Christmas. So as you begin to think about your own home and what it's going to eventually come together and look like. I say this just to remind you that there's other people who live in the home with you. Your husband's um, aesthetic and what he would like to be surrounded by is just as valuable as what you would like to be um, surrounded by in your home. And of course your children eventually. So as 
you kind of navigate the whole organizing and decluttering process, I'd really like for you to remember that your home is not going to be instant. It's going to take a lot of time to collect things that mean something to you, to curate a look to a room that really feels cohesive and livable and warm and welcoming. And you should give yourself a break because as a mom, you have so many other things that are on your plate and decorating might be the very last thing that's on your list, which is why I really suggest going through and finding what's useful for you right now. It's all about survival when you bring home baby and especially after you first get married and there's a lot of adjustment, a lot of changes that are always happening and we're always fluctuating between one transition to another. So I encourage you not to feel overwhelmed if your home is not completely pulled together and looking like something on Instagram or Pinterest or the Architectural Digest. It doesn't have to. It has to function for you. It has to resonate for your family. And whatever that looks like, then that's the right home that you're building because it's going to allow you to use the space based on what your family needs right now in this moment and go out into the world and do other things. And that's the whole point. You're not trying to create this time capsule around you. Your house is like a living, breathing thing because it's an extension of your family. So give yourself a break if you can't spend a whole bunch of time decluttering and organizing. I put this under my projects category, period. These are ongoing projects that as they get done, I get a lot of satisfaction out of them and I don't beat myself up in the meantime while I'm living my life. Uh, One other thing I'd like to mention about clutter is the emotional reaction, the emotional uh, connection that we have to the things that we surround ourselves with. Don't underestimate that. It can be very jarring to come home and all of your stuff is cleared out without your permission, without you having closure. This is something I learned with my kids. I do not go into my son's room and just clear things out. He's an active participant in the process. And I ask him, I say, are we ready to move forward from these toys? we like another child to enjoy these toys? Yes, let's put it in the give pile. No, let's hold on to it for a little while. It's very important for your emotional development to be able to say when you're ready for something. That's why I say if this isn't a project for you to start right now, do not feel bad about that. You probably have littles at home or a new baby at home and other things are priorities. But if it is time for your project, go into it knowing what you want to get out of it, which is feeling lighter, feeling less weighed down by the burden and responsibility of dusting and cleaning and maintaining so many items, feeling that you have accomplished things because your life is in order. All the medical files are in one bin. All of the insurance and other things that you might need to access and the taxes and things are in another bin. Keep it really, really simple. Create just one vague title if that's what you can do right now and say, this is our medical stuff. You don't have to separate it and label it and make it beautiful and all of those things unless you have time. But in order to move forward, especially when this new buzzword about decluttering is going on and what brings you joy, 
in order to really move forward in your life and get your life in order, you have to first check in with yourself and be ready for the process. Then go through the process being very mindful that you are changing something right now in your life. And and that can be a really great thing um, to do, especially as we go into the start of spring, as your child goes into a different milestone. Um, I've done a lot of my decluttering when my child uh, has birthdays, they'll become, they have different needs. So all of the stuff that we needed for that first year, we may not need it anymore. That's a great time to say, let me collect this stuff and give it to a family who needs it and get it out of the house. And it's just, it's just a great habit to get into these cycles of change and refreshment when you are looking at your life and you're finally putting things in their proper place. There's no greater feeling than doing that. And I wish that for all of you. And I hope that as we hear more and more about decluttering and spring cleaning, you don't get overwhelmed. Instead, you get empowered because on the other side of decluttering is peace. Have a good day. You know, the other day I was stopped by another mom and we ended up having just a brief chat and she brought up the fact that she had lost her mother. Now I had lost my father many, many years ago and there's nothing as painful and raw as losing a parent. And we both teared up a bit and just, you know, you get emotional about these things because if you've never lost someone who means the world to you. It's really hard to put into words what that feels like. But I left that conversation after we gave each other a hug and encouraged each other to keep on going and to enjoy the grandparents, enjoy the friends, enjoy the life that you're living with the other people around you. My mom used to tell me that children are the arrows that we send out into the world. They don't belong to us. We enjoy them, (laughs) we raise them, we hope for them, and then we let them go. We let them go out and do way bigger things than we could ever imagine for ourselves and live way better versions of life than we could even hope for. I say this to say that We lose our parents physically, but everything that they have invested in us and that they have poured into us, if we're fortunate enough for any person to pour into us the good qualities and the great things that we express as adults, then they continue to live with us every day as we raise our own children, as we go through our own lives. And... I really, really want to encourage you, if you have lost a parent and you're dealing with that, remember that everything that they wanted for you, you've achieved. You've already become that arrow that's out in the world that's creating your own children, your own arrows who are going to go out into the world. So stay encouraged, stay strong, have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. So that'll do it for this episode of the Moms Who Lunch podcast. Thank you so much to our sponsors. Thank you so much to our beautiful mom listeners, because where would I truly be if it wasn't for the amazing moms who have reached out to me and shared how much what I'm building is helping them. So I write for you. 
<laughs> check me out on Instagram at the moms who lunch. And while you're at it, check me out on Facebook and like our page. And remember, you may not be able to have it all, but you can always have what matters to you. Have a good day.